Looking for the perfect solution for dinner at home tonight? Pick up a homemade family bundle from Carrabba's to check all the boxes on your dinner list. Literally, feed up to five, starting at $7 each. Check. They're made from scratch. Check. Choose from homemade spaghetti and meatballs, Carrabba's classic family recipe lasagna, and more. Check. Served with salad and bread. Check. Wait, I'm out of boxes. Order a family bundle starting at only $34.99 at Carrabba's.com to feed your family dinner tonight the quick, easy way. Carrabba's, Italian worth talking about. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spiritual Insights with Charlotte Spicer. Spirituality and Metaphysics Talk Radio. Featuring a course in miracles, dream interpretation, guided meditation, and the psychic and metaphysics free-for-all. It's your opportunity to consult with a professional psychic medium, discuss past lives, the chakras, and more. We are non-denominational, and there are no limits. Want to change your life? You must first change your mind. 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 No matter your religious structure, cultivate peace in your reality through self-awareness with an authentic spiritual teacher. And now, your host, Charlotte Spicer. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to Spiritual Insights and the latest installment in our Masterclass Educational Series, Guidance from Spirit, Channeled Messages from Beyond the Veil. I'm joined today by my special guest co-host, Danielle Giddens, who has served as channel for Mother Mary since 1994, allowing Mother, in her own distinct voice, to speak to and guide human beings directly. Danielle and Mother Mary join me on the second Wednesday of each month at 3 p.m. Eastern, and after a brief discussion with Danielle, she will allow Mother to come through to speak on a variety of topics. Please note that we do not take live calls from listeners during segments with Mother Mary. It will be a simple discourse, and I will represent listeners to the best of my ability by asking questions that seem pertinent to the largest amount of people. With this precious gift, Danielle has served and assisted people worldwide to connect with Mother's love and grace. Together, Mother Mary and Danielle inspire individuals to awaken and expand their consciousness through best-selling courses, life-changing retreats, radio appearances, and online events. A beautiful compilation of Mother's teachings and Danielle's journey is available in their new book, Mother Mary's Pathway to Love, Building a a Loving Relationship with Yourself That Will Transform Your Life. Actually, it's not exactly new. It's been out for a while, but it is tremendously inspiring. The book's chapters provide a manual to assist the reader on a journey from darkness to the light of the deepest form of love, the unconditional love of self. Topics that are explored are illusions, shadows, miracles, forgiveness, spiritual growth. It is very, um, very inspiring and transformative. You can purchase the book and learn more about Danielle and Mother's courses, events, and classes at BelovedPublications.com. Okay. If you want to follow Mother's teachings more closely, Danielle also appears on Conscious Talk Radio on the second Friday of each month. Visit ConsciousTalk.net to access those appearances, and today is a very special day, so we want to bring Danielle back to the air. Hello, Danielle. How are you? Hey, Charlotte. I'm doing well, thanks. It's good to be here with you. Always good to be here. In fact, it has been a wonderful journey, and right now what we have together is our first year anniversary, so it was... 
it was a year ago already that we've been working together like this and that you've been bringing mother through. And I just have to say how enriched my life is since meeting you and working with mother in this capacity. It's been such an honor and let's get so much out of it. And I'm different. I am not the same person I was last May, May, 2016. The first time you and mother came home was June 17th which was shortly after the Orlando shootings at Pulse nightclub. So it was a very tense time. Yeah. And so now it's the one year anniversary of that. And I just look back over the past year at how I've improved. I don't want to say change, but just improved. I just feel so grounded. I am inspired. I am motivated and trusting. And it's just a pleasure to work with you. And I want to thank you for doing this and for being here once more. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you. That's that is great to hear because I tell you, um, it's people like yourself who express uh, the actual um, the feeling that uh, their relationship with mother has has truly transformed you know parts of their lives for the better. They feel you know that that's that has been a, a great new addition in relationships to their life and. That helps me so much, Charlotte. You know, it helps me keep doing what I'm doing. So thank you. Mm, you're welcome. I know the feeling. It's been a year. <laughs> thank you. Uh-huh. And we had some great conversations and the discourses that come through and the assistance, um, especially the assistance that she has given me uh, on and off the air. Um, I, I don't know that I've said this to the listeners, but um, since that first day, what she had done was she established a connection and said, if you need me, if you need feminine nurturing, if you, if you need support, I am here. You just call to me. And I don't, I'm not the type of person that um, wants to pull at, at, at something like that or um, abuse it. I guess that's what I want to say, but she's always there. If if I need encouragement or uh, instruction and she is with me on the air when I do my segments on the air where I do energetic healing. Uh, she is with me. Jesus is with me. And then during my uh, sessions with my clients, she also assists. So it's been a very full-fledged relationship, to be honest. <laughs> and um, I don't, I, I, I couldn't go back to the way it was. I wouldn't change a thing, if that makes yeah. sense. Oh, mm-hmm. I do. It does. It makes complete sense, and I, you know, I feel the same way about her. It's once, you know, once you allow that connection, uh, that it, it just, it does transform your life. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's not always easy the transformation, um, and there's a lot of things that get stirred up. But overall, um, I feel it has enriched my life tremendously, and I, I agree. I wouldn't want it any other way. Yes, and I continue to learn, and like you said, it might not always be easy, but I do appreciate the opportunity to learn, and I've always just wanted to learn. I just have a a large case of things to unpack, I guess, and then as I take out each item and examine it and look at it and realize it's not as important as I might perceive it to be, and then I'm able to let it go, and I'm going through that now. There's um, since our last segment where I told my story on the air, uh, that was very liberating. 
and it, I really felt good about it. But then I, as I moved forward, I discovered that I was resisting in certain areas. And mm-hmm. one of those areas was I, I have the outline of all those notes, and that is the outline from which I will write my first article for my magazine, my digital magazine. And I was excited to do it, but I hadn't done it. And so I said, okay, what's stopping you? So what's that last thing that you are avoiding? And it's just another form of really just opening up and putting it out there. Now it's in written form, and it will be in much more detail. What I told you in that, like, one hour and five minutes, that was the abbreviated (laughs) version. (laughs) That That was abbreviated. So this allows me to go in, and as I do, now I'm looking at my life in black and white. And it's interesting because I get to see it in its totality, not as a series of either mystical or terrible events, if that makes sense. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. And, so uh, I started writing I, it today. <laughs> that's awesome. And, you know, sometimes what comes out of these little things, you, you know, you're asked to tell your story on your show, and then you have all these great notes, and then they're saying, hey, this would be a great article for your magazine. And then you think, oh, my gosh, this is probably just too long for one article, so maybe I'll make a series of articles. And then all of a sudden you wake up one day and it's like, oh, here's a book. <laughs> so it's amazing how, you know, when you, when you put your life uh, in, for the focus of faith, you know, it's just one thing leads to the next, leads to the next. And, and oftentimes I find when I'm willing, right, when I'm willing to do what I'm asked, it's so much more effortless, you know, like with, with the series of what I just described. Like it, it's so much easier when they say, hey, tell your story on air, and then you do it. And then you're like, hey, why don't you write this article about it? Okay, on your magazine, great. And then the next thing, and then instead of, saying, oh, you're going to write a book one day. And you're like, oh, my God, panic, panic, panic. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't write a book. What would I do with a book, you know? But if, if, you, if you just do the next thing that's asked of you, it, it can lead to really extraordinary places that you never thought you'd go. But then once you get there, because you did all the other things previously, uh, maybe when you get to the book, it's not so scary. No. You know I mean? you, yes, and you look back and say, what was I so afraid of? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, that's what she did. Yeah, that's what she did to, that's what Mother did to me to get my book written, you know, and it was uh, <laughs> that was the series of events. <laughs> I did not think we're going to lead to a book, and then there they are, then they do. And, and But once I got there, I thought, oh, well, I can do this because I had already done all those other things previously. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it, was, and it wasn't so overwhelming. No, and, and I found, and one of the things that, that have changed over the past year is my level of self-acceptance. And so yeah. with that self-acceptance comes a much greater sense of confidence. And I mm-hmm. might have mentioned this before, and less worry about what other people think. So all those yeah. things go in go in tandem, right? So in December of 2016, I was asked by Jesus to put it out there on Facebook. And I was terrified because most of the people on Connected Facebook, I started it out from a business sense. Turned out to be kids from the old neighborhood, kids from school, um, friends, you know, all that 
people who, who have known me all my life but really didn't know much about me and because I hid this stuff from everybody. And and I did it. I I, I put it out there and it was celebrated um, on the other mm-hmm. side of the veil. You know, the congratulations yeah. I got was overwhelming. And then it was like nobody responded negatively. It was fine. So then it's tell your story to the clients. And the more I would hear it, the more normal it sounded. And so then it was natural to say, well, let me just say it on the air. Yeah. To which yeah, his response exactly. was, thank you for listening. That's what I want you to do. And I did it. And I, it wasn't too difficult because of that level of self-acceptance. And That's right. so as I go deeper and deeper, I don't, I don't have to worry. And we talked earlier about, you know, faith over fear. So if we're just willing to look at what we're resisting and how we're resisting it and why and try to get to the answers of how are you holding yourself back, oh then you can get to the point where you can actually let that go and remain in that faithful place of it doesn't matter what the outcome is as long as you do what's true to you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and and that's what I found is, is that, uh, you know, mother and Jesus and, you know, entities like that, they don't overwhelm us. They really do just give us one piece at a time, and it's 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 myself that does all the overwhelm. Because I have to tell you, for years I was just thinking, oh, I should do a book, and people, you know, of course, in a kind in, from the kindness of their heart, were like, wow, this stuff should be in a book. You know, you should write a book because this stuff's so great. And and I thought, oh, I really should write a book. I you know I should do that. And Maybe it'd be, you know, good for me. It was all this stuff. And then finally you will laugh at this because now you have so much more experience with the mother and, and Jesus. But I was handling for a client of one, this was years ago, and she asked, she said, uh, you know, are, are you and Danielle going to do a, a book together? And she said, oh, my gosh, she said, I want her to let that go. Because it's we're not going to do we're not going to do a book it's, that's not going to happen. Like she just had to say it so that I would finally give up all that fear and obsession and worry and blah blah blah. And then I tell you, not six months later, after I finally thought, oh, phew, you know, and I'll let all that just craziness go go that was going on in my head. Not six months later. The, the little process started. You know, she sent me the first thing and then the next thing. And I didn't know that was going to be a book. But then by the time we got to the point where, oh, this is obviously going to be a book, I wasn't so scared anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they do so find I'm ways just, to work around you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I almost, I could, I, even though I know she doesn't have human emotions the way we do, but I could almost see her rolling the eyes and being like, no, there's no book. Let's just move on. Nothing to see here. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to see here, people. What? All fears, please disperse. There's nothing to see yeah. here. Exactly. That's and then she, just, then, then she started. <laughs> but once she started that relaxed and could do it, then she too. Now I'm ready. Now I want to rush into the future and get really revved up, and so you kind of get stuck in this place, like like me. And you know, you're so excited to write this essay or article, and so what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. So I so I started today, and I, and I as I got into it, 
I got more and more excited, and that is where I like to be, where I can get it all out, look it over, check the flow, see what leads into the next, and then and then put it out there. But I I like the process. I like the process. It's good stuff. yeah, and that's when you when you get excited, that's when you know that you're choosing faith over fear. You know, when you have that enthusiasm again or the desire to get to the page or whatever, the project, you know, the endeavor, whatever, is when you when you're you just get there. You're drawn there, mm-hmm. you're excited about it, you put the effort in. Um, and it doesn't feel like work so much. It might be a challenge, but it's not a struggle. Like you, right. you know, the fear makes it a struggle, um, and yeah. the faith makes it a challenge or just an effort. And I and I want to point out that you know to the listeners that and we all experience this. You know, when you're going through that, when you're striving, um, when it gets to a place of struggle. It's hard to let go, and so sometimes circumstances have to rearrange themselves to push you further and further down, and I've always told the listeners, you know, look at letting go in terms of giving up. You throw your hands up in the air, but while your hands are up in the air, they're open to receiving, but you have to get to that point, and there's an example I have from about, I guess about four years ago. Alan, my husband, had been, he was working at the Orlando International Airport, and he was a professional painter. And at this, this was a huge job at the airport, and he was using equipment that required gasoline. And so he has his tools, and then he has the, the spray rig or whatever he was using, but he ran out of gas. And he was the supervisor of the project. And so he had very special clearance. Well, there's a lot of rules to follow. Security is really tight. And but he ran out of gas and he needed to go get more, so he he got the five gallon thing and and covered up all his tools and made sure they were in a safe area. But while he was gone, an inspector came through, saw the pile of unattended items and decided to look through it. And at the very bottom, of, he found a small package of brand new razor blades, and they're used to scrape paint. Well. Right. That was it. They they shut it down and pulled the security mm-hmm. and questioned him and like of course not. He those are tools for the job, but it became a big thing. And when he told me about this in the days before that, I had had like an emotional um, episode where it was like I can't take this anymore. This is too stressful, and I really um, cried it out and had a, bit, a little bit of a meltdown. And so that was the day before, actually. And so the following day, that was a Saturday, he calls me to tell me this happened. And I said, you know what? I have no more tears left in me. I don't have it in me to worry about this. I said, and besides, I think by Tuesday morning, you're going to have an interview with another company and everything's going to work out. I just can't worry about this. But I had to break down to get there. And that Tuesday, he had the interview with the company uh, he subcontracts with now. And... But I, that that breakdown, although unpleasant, was very necessary to get me to let go, you know. So yeah. just to say to the listeners yeah. that when you get to that breaking down is opening up, and then you can take a step forward once you let go of that struggle. Do you have anything you want to totally. add to that? Well, I, I find personally, and I've just been experiencing this over the last few months, is, 
you know, my fear is generally uh, based on my inability to feel whatever is really happening inside of me. I often reach for fear and that then translates into resistance or, you know, a whole host of other things, uh, distractions and things that uh, keep me from really just feeling what's going on inside of me. And I don't necessarily mean emotions, although it can be emotional, but, I, you know, it's this avoidance of feeling that tends to heighten my fear, which, you know, worry, anxiety, stress, uh, it's almost like those are somehow acceptable feelings to me. To, so I, I turn my avoidance of feeling what's really going on, my avoidance that stirs up or creates these other feelings of you know worry and stress, and uh, it's easier to focus on that. Oh, I'm so stressed out, or this is going on, so stressed out. But to actually sit and just feel and allow, like, what, even if it's a meltdown or a mini meltdown or just, you know, really getting in touch with what's going on inside, boy, I, sometimes I just avoid that like the plague for weeks and months until I finally am like, okay, you have got to stop running and feel what's happening for you. And uh, mm. it is, that's when things open up and that's when things move for me. But until then, I kind of feel like I'm spinning my wheels, Uh, you know, feel like I'm on that hamster wheel and feel kind of lost and frustrated and stuck or, you know. But once I actually sit and just let myself feel whatever it is that's going on inside of me, it, it opens everything up. And then the movement is so much easier and things come to me and, you know, it, it just, it's, it's amazing how little effort it takes to be in the flow and how what enormous effort it takes to stay out of the flow. Just listening to you makes me feel calm. That was, that was so perfect. Yes. uh, It's struggle is much harder than surrender. Yes. But the idea of surrender is frightening because many of us equate it with submitting to something greater that's greater than us or more powerful. And we get into consciousness, but, you know, letting go and and trusting and surrendering to the flow of the river, it might take you in a strange direction, but at soul level, you already know the destination. So why not meet up with that and work with it instead of. Well, but I just want to say that it it is true. You know, you are, submitting to something greater than yourself you know you're submitting to your greater self you know your feeling self your your being and so that that's not a lie you know that we tell ourselves but the lie is or the illusion is that that's a negative thing like submitting to something that it's going to turn out poorly if we submit to a power greater than ourselves or if we, you know, if we surrender ourselves to something bigger than, than what we imagine we are, then it's going to go badly. And that's the mindset that I've had to work so much over the years to, to shift um, because surrender is what it is. You, that's exactly what you're doing. You know, you are giving over to something bigger than yourself, whether that's your feelings, your emotions, whether that's a higher power, 
whether that's um, you know events uh, that your 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 soul wants you to be a part of, you know, whatever it is, it is something bigger. And uh, but it but I find when I'm when it's a true surrender, it's always better. Like it's never that negative thing I think it's going to be. And I don't know where that started. <laughs> I really don't. If that's a cultural thing or a personal thing, you know, but it's never, it's always good when I make that actual surrender. I, it's always good. Yes. Sometimes we just have to keep our feet moving and go yeah. with it, no matter what, what thoughts or emotions present themselves. So, yeah. Good stuff. Absolutely wonderful. And so in terms of fear about the outcomes of situations, what's going to happen in the future, um, just to say that if you don't feel you can trust in yourself, trust in your higher self, you know, it, there's knowledge and there's, support there is guidance it's all there we just have to recognize it someone said to me recently they want to see more of like the mystical things around them like synchronicities and um, um, interesting events like that and I said well you know what they're all there the answers are all there it's just a, a way you just have to train yourself to recognize them more often but everything does dance around you on a constant basis. You just have to open your eyes to the degree where you see it, and then that will make you feel more connected or grounded just by witnessing more of what's already there. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And if I feel I don't have the skills or the knowledge of the skills, you know, I pray for that. I ask for that. You know, show me. Uh, the best way to be open to what's going, you know, what's really swirling around me or, you know, the, the lift the veils or how do I go about that? How do I obtain the skills, you know, to, to be able to do that? Because I, I don't, I try not to treat the, um, the higher energies like Santa Claus, you know. I always try to recognize that if something isn't happening, you know, what's my part? And I try to do my part to the best of my ability. And sometimes the message is my part is to just relax and stop pushing so hard. (laughs) But sometimes the answer is that I need to uh, learn something new. You know, I have to gain a certain knowledge to put together with my abilities in order to create the outcome that, you know, that I'm hoping for. So I, I try to not use things as like a wish list but rather to to try to take responsibility for for what my part might be or or what might uh, I need to obtain in order to you know to have what I need yes absolutely well said I wonder what I wonder what mother will have to add to this Oh, I'm sure it's quite a bit. Would you like to yes. begin that that part right now? Let's okay. do that. Yes, we're at the halfway mark. We'll do that. And then when you come back, um, we'll talk about the schedule. 
and uh, let everybody know what will be happening in the next month or so. Okay? Perfect. That sounds fantastic. Wonderful. Okay. Thank you. Hold on just sure. Hold on just a second. Okay. Hello, beloved ones. Hello, Mother. Welcome. Thank you, my dear. It is wonderful to be with you here now and with all those that are listening. Yes. And as you may have heard me telling Danielle, this is our one-year anniversary. And so happy I'm very anniversary, happy beloved. Hmm? Thank you. It's been mm. quite the journey. It's been quite the journey Indeed. with you. It is. And we are just getting started, beloved. Hmm? That, yes, that's the exciting part. <laughs> indeed, indeed. So you would like uh, for me to talk about uh, fear and faith today, yes? If you like, or if there's anything else that you feel is pertinent, whatever, the floor is yours, Mother. Uh, absolutely, I have no expectations, okay? Thank you, beloved. But I like the topic because um, it is something that people uh, face every day, every decision, every moment. Will I choose faith or will I choose fear? And, of mm. course, all of you are desiring to choose uh, faith over fear as often as possible. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about how best to do that. Okay. So the first thing that I want to encourage everyone is never ignore your fears. Your fears are a part of you. They, are, uh, they stem from many different places. Don't always assume they come from shadow. Uh, they can also come from light. Uh, if your light really does not want you to engage with a particular person or go down a particular path or engage in a particular um, experience, you might have a rush of fear uh, that is saying to you, please don't do this. Please don't do this. So, Let's not assume that all fear is bad and should be eradicated and that there should only be love because when your fear tells you not to engage in something that is going to be harmful for you, that is love, right? Mm. So the first thing you have to realize is that uh, your life is not black or white, right? So there's not this um, 
these battle lines where fear is on one side and love is on the other and it's always this battle and it's very black and white. I want you to start to expand your mind and the way you perceive fear to recognize that love is just as much a part of fear as uh, any negative feeling can be a part of fear. So fear can be one of your greatest tools, one of your greatest uh, teachers, and one of your greatest ways to guide you in how you navigate your life. So uh, we don't want to uh, choose... uh, We don't want to disregard the kind of fear that is healthy fear that, again, is uh, trying to keep you from pain or worse uh, troubles or creating more wreckage in your life, all right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's the kind of fear you want to keep. That's the kind of fear you want to actually get more in touch with so that when you have those surges of fear, you recognize they may be coming from your intuition, from the part that loves self, right? It may be coming from love, but it's in a form that gets your attention, right? You trust mm. yourself to, uh, to alert you when you are about to go down a path that may not be in your best interest. So start to pay attention to your fear. And you'll find that there are different varieties of fear, all right? That's one kind of fear. And then another kind of fear that tends to be uh, the fear that creates the most problems, and that is the fear that the in you as the individual will be unable to make things turn out the way you want them to turn out. Right? That somehow mm-hmm. you won't be able to get your needs met or your wants met. That is where fear tends to be problematic. That is the fear that tends to translate into worry and stress and anxiety that has a very corrosive effect on an individual mentally, emotionally, and physically. So when I talk about choosing faith over fear, that's the kind of fear I'm talking about, not the big blanket all fear. Does that make sense? Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Good. All right. So I'm talking about the fear that an individual tends to manufacture when they don't know how something's going to turn out, all right? So that's when I'm asking you to turn to faith instead of relying on that old patterns of fear that almost without much effort at all on your part can become, and when I'm saying your beloved, you know I'm speaking to everyone listening, all right? Not just you oh, right yes. here. Mm-hmm. Oh, Good. yes, I know. Well, it, is, um, it is that old pattern 
that uh, again without with little effort on your part tends to keep or push people into a cycle of anxiety or fear stress because they are concerned about the outcome of the situation or their lives. Um, And so when you choose faith over fear, faith is uh, often thought of um, almost like fear, this uncontrollable force, something that uh, can't really be uh, touched or has no form. It's this sort of uh, ethereal uh, thing that uh, people like to talk about but often have a hard time understanding the concrete aspects of faith. All right. So what I want to encourage people to get to know what faith feels like for then for you, the individual, because it's going to feel different for each person. But in general, in general, it is a feeling that you're all right, that whatever it is, is going to be all right. You told a story a little bit when you and Daniel were talking about the example of your husband and his mm-hmm. job, and after you had had your surrender and had your feelings, your emotions uh, flow through and out, and then you said, uh, it's going to work out. I just, I know it is. So that's the moment of faith where you feel, you don't know exactly where the feeling is coming from or how to define it or even how to uh, explain um, what all right or everything's okay, uh, what that's going to look like. But you feel right. it. You feel it inside yourself and it generally comes with a feeling of calm and acceptance and that uh, there is a lack or absence of worry fear, and anxiety, or if those things are present, they tend to be at a low level. So what I encourage all of you to look for in your life, go back and think about instances, just like Charlotte described, that little story about uh, what happened with her husband's job and how she felt upon hearing the news. So that's a small instance of faith. And go back and think about your own instances where you have had that feeling. You don't maybe know why or where it came from, but you just knew that whatever it was, it was going to be all right. And you were going to be all right. The people involved were going to be all right. So this is a very powerful focus and now the trick is once you uh, recall those instances in your life maybe if you go back far enough you might find that there's quite a few of those instances in your life now the trick is to cultivate them uh, so that you are participating in that uh, faith, 
you are actively cultivating faith, you are actively involved in creating faith or inviting faith. So the best way to do that is uh, to start to recognize the patterns that happen uh, when you are not certain of the outcome of something. Watch how you begin to reach for the old fear that will then cycle through and create the feelings of worry, stress, and anxiety. There is a pattern in how you do it. So start to keep track. Write it down. You don't have to write pages and pages and pages. But just write down the pattern from before you were feeling those uh, feelings of worry, stress, and anxiety to the events, the thoughts. What did you do? Um, Did you start eating too much chocolate and then all of a sudden once you had altered yourself enough with enough sugar and caffeine um, then all of a sudden the fear kicked in and you were very stressed and anxious and worried everyone has a pattern in how they cultivate stress, worry and anxiety Everyone does it. It's unique to the individual, although many of you share similarities. But it is an active cultivating of these feelings. It's hard to face because the mind says, well, no, I don't actively do that. I don't want to feel worry or stress or anxiety. No one does. And I'm not saying that you want to feel them. I'm just saying that there is a pattern that cultivates their presence in your life. So first you need to address that pattern. And when you start to see it, I'm going to go back to the chocolate example because a lot of people uh, eat chocolate when they are uh, start just starting to feel stress or worry. So uh, if you find that something like that or there's a series of things you do almost every time, then you start to say, okay, I need to take the opposite action. So instead of chocolate, I'm going to eat a carrot. Hmm? Uh, Instead of um, rushing around and telling everyone I know the story over and over and over again, Uh, and reliving it again and again and again, I'm going to sit down and be quiet. And I'm going to write about it first. And then I'm going to choose one person to process it with. Not to tell the story, but to express how I'm feeling around the events that are happening. Right? So you Mm -hmm. find the pattern that creates your stress, worry, and anxiety. You break it down. You look at each component, and you choose a different action. When you want the chocolate, eat a carrot. When you want to tell everyone, stop and just at first tell no one and write it down. Get it on paper. 
right? So that's the first way that you are going to begin to cultivate faith. The less you feed the fear, the more you feed the faith. Uh-huh. So you have to think about your actions and your habits, your behaviors. And if you want to make that switch, you have to be conscious about it. And what you'll find is faith is a more, particularly those of you that listen to your show, beloved, because they're such sensitive and um, high vibration people. Mm-hmm. So the faith is actually the more natural state of being. So when you start to choose opposite actions from the ones that feed the fear, the worry, the anxiety, the stress, then what comes to fill that space is the faith. And you can keep every day, every day when you awaken, you make the declaration in your morning meditation time or your morning me time, I like to say. Uh, You don't have to be meditating, but uh, spending time with yourself. Each day you say, today I choose faith over fear. And you can say it all day, every day, throughout the day, as a reminder to look for ways in which to make different choices throughout your day so that you're not feeding your worry, you're not feeding your stress, you're not feeding your anxiety. And those old patterns of calling upon that kind of fear, you pause, you pause. And you give yourself room to say, now, wait a minute, is this what I really want to choose? And sometimes the answer will be yes, because you need to uh, feed that fear some more, because you're not done yet, and that's all right. But better to make the decision consciously and to always operate in the unconscious and say, oh, why am I here again? Why am I here again? Why am I so anxious again? I'm so anxious. No, better to do it consciously. Not to punish yourself, to say, oh, I'm terrible. I've chosen fear again over faith. No, not to punish self. Just to say, oh, well, I guess I'm human again today. And it's all right. I've chosen fear over faith in this moment, but I have other moments where I will choose faith. I know that I will. But just for this moment, I have chosen fear again, and it's all right. I'm a human being, and I am evolving as best I can. So faith is something that is not, does not have to be some elusive kind of random energy that just happens occasionally. It can be something that even if you as the individual don't know exactly how to define it, you can cultivate it. You can keep asking in your me time, 
What does faith feel like to me? Write about it. Get familiar with it. How can you choose something that you have no relationship with? And why would you? If you have an established old relationship with fear, I'm I'm encouraging you to choose faith, but you may not have a real relationship established with faith, why would you choose it? So you Hmm. must find those times in your life where you have felt faith. You don't know how you knew it was faith, but you do. And you ask, do I want more of that? And if you do, you have to cultivate a relationship with fear as um, ardently as you have cultivated a relationship with fear. So faith over fear happens when you choose it. But the process of choosing can be complex because you're uncovering things as you go. So be Uh patient and kind to yourselves and deeply understanding that you are human and you cannot just turn on a dime, as they say, and start choosing faith with everything. It's always going to be a mixture. But the more you awaken to the fact that you do have choice in your life, you don't have choice about how things turn out, right? Once you take the action and it's out in the world, its effect on people and what it's going to manifest as a result, that's not really up to you anymore. But you do get to choose your actions, choose your thoughts, the way you perceive things, how you feel, react, all of that. This is what you do have control over. It doesn't always seem that way. But that's the evolution of a human being. You are learning what is within your power and what is not. Hmm? And when you oh. live within your own power, that's empowerment. Yes? Oh, okay. Okay. So what is not, and that is, equals empowerment. Okay. May I, uh, may I, may I ask a few questions? Yes, beloved. I need to say that again, Mother. Okay. Learning what is within your power and what is not is what we're all doing, and that is empowerment. Did I state that correctly? That's you. Well, what is empowerment is when you live within your own power. Uh, What is disempowering is when people often try to affect or manipulate or control what is not even within their power and never will be within their power. They spend more time trying to control what is not in their power than coming to understand what is within their power. Once you do that, once you live within your own power, that is empowerment. Okay. I, I think I will write an essay on that. Okay. I wanted to touch on this briefly. When I when I remember where I was when I got the phone call about Alan's um, job and that whole thing, I largely felt a sense of resignation, a sense of I didn't have the strength to 
worry. And I will say the word care. Like I just didn't have the strength to care. So is resignation yes. a part of that under, um, because I want to, I want to impress upon everybody that I wasn't smiling when I got the call. I was, my face was still puffy from crying the night before. So I was in that weird place where my, my skin still felt sticky and I'm, I'm at work trying to focus. And then I get this call and I was like, you know what? I, I just, I don't have me. So is, is it okay to accept resignation as a positive aspect of that letting go and then getting to that? Because I do recognize the calm that you described. You had said calm yes. and, um, and I would say that, yes, resignation can be. It's, of course, not ideal when you're combing through your experiences around faith. But at the same time, resignation is one of those human experiences that tells you uh, you may not like it, but you don't have control over what's going on. And so you are resigned to the fact that you, uh, regardless of how much you worry, you are not going to affect the outcome of his job prospects, right? So right. the resignation is that um, sort of grumbling recognition that uh, you don't have control over it. So while resignation may not be a joyful feeling of surrender or faith, uh, it is that sort of grudging respect that a human has for the recognition of the way life works. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. Oh, I get the chills. I love it. That is perfect. Okay, so I can I can work with that. So uh, I just wanted to touch on that because I, I, that's the clarity I needed for that. Okay. Yes, and then, a good one. Thank you for mm-hmm. uh, the question. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, as far as stress, anxiety, and worry, I want to kind of go in the direction of um, how, like with the law of attraction, like attracts like. So when we indulge in stress, anxiety, and worry, is it true then that it creates more of itself, and that is why we need um, without – it creates more of itself without conscious recognition of what you're doing energetically. So following that law is it because I, I tell people, you know, if if you're going to continue to be afraid of something, you're more likely to make that happen. And so what to what extent is it true that it creates more of itself and does lend to the experience and alter the outcome? Hmm. Well, again, and this is, of course, my teaching on the law of attraction. I don't uh, spend too much time on it because I find that it confuses people more than uh, creates clarity for people. It is not black or white. So your fears do not always manifest. If they did, uh, you all would never have survived as a race. Mm. All right? okay. You don't have that kind of power. Right, because otherwise it would be disastrous if all your fears were to manifest like attracting like uh, black and white. So try to throw out the black and white thinking and recognize okay. that, yes, um, when your fear, anxiety, and stress are, uh, well, think of your own life, when they spiral out of control, 
uh, it can create a sleepless night, right? And uh, you know how you feel the next day when you haven't slept? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Yeah. Are you? Uh, are, is your mind clear? No. So you're making uh, decisions for the next day with not a clear mind, uh, with uh, feeling very irritable, um, and so maybe then you say. Uh, something to someone in a state of irritation but then either hurts their feelings which can then cause you more stress and anxiety and then you don't sleep the next night Uh and then you wake up the next day and you feel even worse and if that continues you can deteriorate your health to such a degree that you suffer from exhaustion and uh, that can uh, trigger a whole host of physical maladies. So, yes, these feelings can manifest more feelings of stress and anxiety because then when you've wrecked your health, uh, there's almost nothing but stress and anxiety because you can't work, you can't hold down a job, and then money becomes an issue. So what can happen is a domino effect. Now, does this happen to everyone? No, there are plenty of people. Uh, Look at doctors going through medical school and their uh, residencies. They are uh, operating on very little sleep, enormous amounts of stress, but they go on to live very long lives. So, again, it is not black or white. There's Uh not a formula to this. But I can tell you, that um, these three things, stress, worry, and anxiety, uh, while they might, uh, you might end up with a fantastic career uh, from uh, years of uh, living with those things, but then maybe your relationships suffer. Maybe you have a difficult time having uh, close personal relationships. Um, So there are, these will always, if you allow them, if you are unconscious and these things sort of run out of control in your life, they can take over and they can guide you into making choices that are very painful for you. Or one of the worst things they can do is paralyze a person so that they don't seek out their own um, fulfillment so that they don't fulfill their heart's desires, so that they don't let their soul be a bigger part of their life. These things have uh, can have very overwhelming energy. Oh. So in answer to your question, it's not really yes or no because there's no exact formula. It's unique to the individual. But they are very powerful energies, and I encourage each and every one of you to do everything in your power to lessen the amount you feed them. Okay. Beautiful. Final question. You said faith is a natural state. Can I interpret that to be a natural state of the higher self or soul and that it's our um, we, sh- we should endeavor to cultivate that as 
a component a component of the conscious self as often as possible on a daily basis while we're in form. Did I correct. pose that correctly? Okay. Yes, because uh, faith is the natural state of the soul because the soul knows, the soul is eternal, right? So from right. the soul's perspective, it, everything is going to turn out just fine, right? You are not yes. going to destroy your soul uh, based on the choices you make in any one given human lifetime that you experience. So in a sense, the soul is not as invested with every little thing turning out the way you want it to turn out from the human mind perspective. The soul is much more forgiving and the soul always knows that if it's something you need in this life, the opportunity will come around again and again and again until you are awake enough to take advantage of the opportunity that is being offered to you. Does that make sense? It comes in different forms, but if it's something you really need in this life, it will come again and again and again until you're ready to embrace it, uh, to allow it to be a part of your conscious awakening. Hmm. Yes. I've I've heard myself over the years, so don't worry. You'll you'll have another opportunity to either, like you said, embrace it, face it, learn from it, forgive it, let it go. It's it's like a recurring theme, and like you said, it yes. takes different forms. Yes. Mm-hmm. I like the way you say it better, though. Thank you, beloved. I've had a little bit of practice. Yes, only a couple thousand years, but that's good. Oh my. Yes. Well, that that is wonderful, and I understand the domino effect and how that corrects the perception of um, it bringing more unto itself. So that um, was a lovely explanation. That makes a lot of sense. I think I will. I haven't. I have a lot to work on, but I think I will endeavor in sometime in the future to write something about that and explore it for myself and see what I discover. Um, I have a lot of material to work with. Wonderful. And I thank you for allowing me to be here with you all today and know that I love you and I am with you always. Hmm? Mm. I love you too. We all love you, Mother. Thank you, my dear. Namaste. Namaste. Hello. Hi. That was true. That was a good one. I I like yeah. that. Really we sure like picked that. the right topic. My goodness. I felt like it dovetailed really beautifully with your story because that's basically what I really felt from your story is that you were – that was your process of choosing faith over fear. And, uh, and it's so great. So great to hear. Yes. Yes. And so I, I do want to explore it, especially in terms of looking back, the amount of time I sacrificed to depression, if that makes sense. Yeah. It doesn't oh, happen oh, so much yeah. anymore. But I was, more often than not, I was steep in it. And so I want, yep. I want to explore how I can recognize, like, go back and take a look at those those time periods 
and see that there was faith involved. I want to kind of think for myself from a different perspective, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah it does. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh-huh. That's awesome. So what I, what, I wanted, what I wanted to let you know, and everybody that's listening, is I just, Mother recently asked me, to create um, a little, a small series of classes called um, Healing with Love. And they're going to be, uh, the first one is going to be on July 18th, Tuesday, at uh, 4.30 p.m. Uh, Pacific Time and uh, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and uh, they are great. Oh, gosh, they're going to be so great. They're really about the individual bringing to the class whatever they feel they want to transform, they want to give attention to, that has been, you know, up for them, and uh, Mother's going to focus a whole lot of healing energy and uh, so it's a, it's a class that will involve a lot of contemplation, meditation, maybe a little bit of writing, and there's going to be a series of five of them. And you can go to my website, belovedpublications.com, and click on events and classes and read about it and find the link to register. So. And how will that be presented, Danielle? Is that teleseminar? Yes, it's going to be a webinar, uh, and it's on the website Learn It Live, which is a really great, um, a really great social media teaching a spiritual hub that is really just a fantastic place. And um, yeah, so I'll be doing it on Learn It Live, and it's a they they're like every two weeks. So the first one's the 18th of July, and then the next one is August 1st. 15th and 29th, and then the last one is September uh, September 5th. Well, that sounds terrific. Now, how is it going with that other series of classes that you're doing? Have you reached the end of that yet? No, we have a few more weeks, and that has been mind-blowing. <laughs> it's so amazing. Oh, my God, Charlotte. It has... Yet again, it has changed things so it transformed a lot for me. I am moving. Um, it's been great. It's been great. We're almost done. And then what I'm going to do, since everything is recorded, I'm going to take it all and um, probably offer the recorded version as a course um, at some point, maybe a week, few weeks or a month afterwards for a less for, you know, a, a lesser cost. Um, okay. So, yeah, that's something to look forward to for sure. That sounds good. And just to remind everybody, uh, Danielle's YouTube channel, Mother Mary channel, is also available, and that is free of charge. And every two weeks, Mother uh, creates a new video. And I continue to be astounded by the content of those videos, Danielle. Oh, thank I love them. I love doing them. They are they are awesome. I'm really happy with them. So she's, she's well, great. <laughs> well, I, I basically put myself in like a continued education mode where I make a point to watch the video and then I take notes. And then if I'm significantly impacted by the information, sometimes I put the notes in my file and then a couple days later I'll watch it again and take notes again just to get that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'll do it That's again, it. yes. And then I label it, and, you know, and, and 
I had them. I have all my impressions from each video in, in a separate, um, a separate pack. But it is absolutely universal in its message, and yet mm-hmm. it feels like she's talking directly to you, to me. You know what I mean? It feels yeah, very true. direct, but it, but it is in fact universal. She's talking to all of us. It just is amazing how, like you know, I was I was looking down, writing my notes, and I was like, what? Like, and I looked up, and I was like. Is she talking to me? And then I thought about it. I said it's universal, but but at first I felt a little self-conscious. It's pretty funny. You have to listen. She does have she does have that ability. I mean, she you know there are times when I listen to the videos and I think, oh my God, she's talking right to me. It's just that feeling that you know something that she says and the way she says it, it just resonates so deeply. I think, God, did she include that just for me? solution for dinner at home tonight? Pick up a homemade family bundle from Carabas to check all the boxes on your dinner list. Literally, feed up to five, starting at $7 each. Check. They're made from scratch. Check. Choose from homemade spaghetti and meatballs, Carabas classic family recipe lasagna, and more. Check. Served with salad and bread. Check. Wait, I'm out of boxes. Order a family bundle starting at only $34.99 at Carabas.com to feed your family dinner tonight the quick, easy way. Carabas, Italian worth talking about. Looking for the perfect solution for dinner at home tonight? Pick up a homemade family bundle from Carabas to check all the boxes on your dinner list. Literally, feed up to five, starting at $7 each. Check. They're made from scratch. Check. Choose from homemade spaghetti and meatballs, Carabas classic family recipe lasagna, and more. Check. Served with salad and bread. Check. 
Wait, I'm out of boxes. Order a family bundle starting at only $34.99 at Carabas.com to feed your family dinner tonight the quick, easy way. Carabas, Italian worth talking about.